Hey, science fans, it's Mrs. Corbett here, and I'm going to teach my husband some GCSE science. I am the husband. Hello, husband. Hello, Mrs. Corbett. How are you? I am excited. Why? Because we're going to move on to do radioactive physics today, which I really enjoy. You like radioactive physics? I do. Is that why you glow? No, that's the radiation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it's my natural, natural, I'm sweating. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Go on and hit me up with some radioactivity. What do you know about radioactivity? He's bad. Well, it can be bad. Don't get it on you. No. Um, Popular popular media has given us the Hulk. It's harsh and caution. It gets everywhere. <laughs> that Star Wars reference. <laughs> yeah. The sand. Okay, um, right. Yeah. Okay, what do I know about radioactivity? Okay, it is um about the instability of atoms. Very good. Un- unstable atoms are I don't know what radioactive. That means. Why do you think an atom might be unstable? What might be unstable about it? The electrons, the structure. Yeah, Ex- so does it they explode? They were they uh not it's not like a specific explosion but they they decay right when they're unstable if i tell you the majority of the lower atoms in the periodic table are radioactive yeah what do we know as you go down the periodic table what do we know more electrons yeah well yes and more shells and more everything more protons more protons more neutrons, more neutrons. so if you've got more and bigger you've got more positive and positives together right you've got just more particles that are going to have all of these sort of repulsive forces and trying to keep hold of those outer electrons are going to become more difficult and so they are unstable. Too uh, big. Something about the um, the nucleus holding on to the electrons that are far away is tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, all those things. So... Is it like a room with four people, nothing's going to happen, but you put 100 people in a room, someone's going to get into a fight? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, if you like. So... Some atomic nuclei are unstable. It's all about the nuclei more than the electrons. I'm, I'm sorry, what was that word you just said? Nuclei. No, before that you said some atomic and then you went... Aah. Some atomic nuclei are unstable. Oh, okay, fair enough. Just <laughs> <laughs> taking the mic around talking. You're horrible today. Um, so the nucleus will give out bits of radiation to make it stable. Okay. Okay, so it will get rid of some stuff, decay down, break down to make it smaller, which is more stable. Mm-hmm. So it's not really due to electrons. Electron movement is all to do with chemistry. We're talking physics here. Sure. Okay. So let me talk to you about the word radioactivity. This is not on the specification, but it's interesting to know. So the first person to identify radioactivity was a man called Henri Becquerel. Okay. Yeah. And he had a block of uranium salt, as you do, and he put it in his drawer, which had a few bits and bobs in it, but it specifically had some of those like photographic plates. You know how when you used to go to the hospital and x rays were done on that fun paper? He had that. And he noticed that it had gone like bright white where the uranium salts were and where the metal was. And he was like, something is coming out of this block. And he said to his assistant, something is coming out of this block. And his assistant happened to be Marie Curie. Oh. Okay. And Marie Curie came up with the concept of radioactivity, that it was emitting something and this something was radioactivity. Okay. And she was was just the most brilliant, famous physicist in the world because she got two Nobel Prizes for discovering these radioactive elements and what that meant. Okay. We now measure radioactivity in Becquerel's BQ, capital B, little Q. Um. So activity of radioactivity is like 
the rate at which a nucleus decays, and we measure that in becquerels. Okay. So how much radioactivity something is giving off is measured in becquerels. Do you know what we use to detect radioactivity? Hang on, I'm just going to draw you back a little bit here. So elements are radioactive because they're trying to keep themselves stable. No, because they're trying to make themselves stable. They're not trying, they're not sentient. But large, but big, ball of, yeah. large big ball of positive and neutral things will repel themselves because positive and positive repulsion Mm. they're too big they're unstable so they decay and break down into smaller things so for example uranium Mm. famously radioactive it decays to become i want to say barium and krypton so it becomes it literally splits in half to become okay two smaller things or it will emit little bits of radiation and i still don't fully understand what you mean by unstable like, what's the risk? Like, if um, if this chair is unstable, it will break. Mm-hmm. What happens to an element that is unstable? It will break. And then what happens? It decays down into something more stable. So let's say, like, let's say my phone here yeah. is a block of uranium. Yeah. The atoms in this are unstable. Yeah. So this block will emit bits of radiation. It will emit one of the three types of radiation that we're going to talk about until it becomes decayed into a stable block block okay i'm with you yep does that make sense yes it does okay so So they're they're not trying to make themselves stable they just that's just just what happened they become stable because they're unstable yeah it's like it's like finding an equilibrium of like not like my unstable chair becomes a pile of wood exactly that exactly that do you know what we measure radiation in like we measure it in in becquerels but do you know what we actually like what physical tool we use a radiogram we use a um, Geiger Muller tube. Oh, your Geiger meter. Or a Geiger counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you were to go to um, uh, Chernobyl, for example, you'd have a little Geiger counter with you to like measure radiation. Sure. Um, so That's a normal sentence. There are three <laughs> types of radiation an uh-huh. unstable nuclei, nuclei will emit. Do you remember any of these? Do I'm, The types of radiation? Yeah. No. If I say alpha. Yeah. What comes next? Beta. Correct. What, uh, and... The other one is a wave, begins with G, created the Hulk. Gamma. Very good. They're the three created types. Created the Hulk, really? <laughs> Alpha, Beta, Gamma. Well, that, that is in Marvel. That's how he became the Hulk. That's no, I'm gamma asking you, like, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so, Alpha. What kind of radiation created Spider-Man? Radi- was it, was it, all, was it all gamma radiation? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. They don't really know what they're talking about. <laughs> Stanley knew one type of radiation. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so these are actual... Alpha is a particle that comes out of an unstable nuclei. So, so remember how it's got too much of stuff, so it spits it out. Yeah. So an alpha particle is made of two protons and two neutrons. Uh-huh. Okay. It has a mass of four, because yeah, two protons, yeah. two neutrons. It has a charge of two plus, because it's got two protons. So it's the same as the nucleus of helium. If you were to take the two electrons off helium, it's the same as that. Sure. Now, alpha... Alpha radiation is like, it's positive, so it attracts electrons. So if I was to emit some alpha radiation in here, not the end of the world, it would travel about a few centimetres and it would be stopped by a bit of paper. Okay, we use alpha particle radiation in smoke detectors because if smoke, um, if smoke is like the particles in smoke are attracted to it, it completes the circuit and makes it start beeping. Uh huh. Okay, however, if you swallowed it... Mm. It's quite, um, it's quite, it's not very penetrating because it can't go through much. But if you actually swallowed it, 
it would attract all the electrons and all your cells and would be heavily ionizing and you would die. In all my cells? Well, not all of them, some of them. But enough of them. Yeah, so if you ingest it, it's really bad news bears. Goodness me, yeah. So do you remember when we were at school, I don't know whether you remember this, but I really remember this because I was really interested in it. There was a guy called, what was his name? Anthony Philip His name does begin with an A. Stop, 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 stop. He was Alexander Litvinenko was his name. Alexander Litvinenko, yeah. This was the guy that got um, assassinated by... um, Yeah, he was in a sushi place and he had a drink and it had polonium in it. Tea, yeah. Yeah, in his tea. Um, That was alpha radiation poisoning and he died. Um, Yeah, so it's not very penetrating. It can't travel very far, but it has a two plus charge, so it's quite ionizing. So let's think about beta radiation, the next one. So beta radiation occurs when a neutron sort of breaks down into a positive part and a negative part. The positive part is the proton and the negative part is a high-speed electron that leaves the nucleus. That's beta radiation. Right. So beta radiation has no mass because it's like an electron. It's like 1 over 1,836. It has a minus one charge. Sure. It can travel a few meters in air. Okay. It can be stopped by like tin foil. Something sturdy. Yeah. Um... And in a magnetic field, it will move towards the positive side of a magnetic field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the final one is gamma, which... Hang on, hang on. Is beta radiation killing me in my tea? It's, no, not really. Do we not care about beta radiation? No, beta radiation is actually quite useful in the body because you can use it as a tracer. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and then we've got... It also is used in factories to measure the thickness of paper. Sure, yeah, that's mm. what I'd use it for. Yeah. Gamma radiation... Mm-hmm normally happens after alpha and beta have been emitted okay it's a wave hugely high frequency gamma 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 waves made of high frequency waves insanely penetrating so it can go through a few inches of lead it can go through up to a few meters of concrete wow that's do can travel Okay, kilometers it can travel. When you say go through, it doesn't literally pierce it, does it? It doesn't like crack it, just like just transmits moves through, through it. Yeah. yeah, which is why, like, if gamma radiation or you know how um, if you go for an X ray, yeah. the person doing the X ray will wear, wear a lead coat, mm. similar thing. A lead coat. They do. They wear like an apron with lead in it. Yeah, it's a lead apron. It's not a coat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So. Normally, like in the exam, they might give you an example of where there's a source of radiation and then a detector, which will be a Geiger counter. Okay. And then they'll say, what kind of radiation is it that can get through this thing made of four inches of copper? And you would say, oh, that must be gamma because it's the only one that can penetrate copper. Or they might give you a diagram of magnetic fields. So they might give you like a positive bit and a negative bit. And they're like, show the particles bending towards negative. And so you go, that's alpha because alpha's positive. It's going to be attracted to negative. Okay. Does that make sense? Alpha positive, beta negative, mm-hmm. uh, gamma wave goes through thick stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, highest ionizing is your alpha because it can, I remember if something is ionizing, it makes ions because it's positive. It can take electrons. Sure, yep. Beta particle, quite ionizing because it can um, repel electrons or it can like fit into outer shells if they've got a spare um and then gamma not very ionizing highly penetrating okay cool yeah um now (laughs) the tricky part of this is nuclear equations so you might have to get given an element and show what type of decay has happened so either predict what type of decay has happened based on what's happened to the numbers or you might get given an element and they say, right, show in an equation that alpha, alpha radiation has been emitted. 
So when I do this with students, I make up elements um, that are to do with me because I'm a narcissist. Um, <laughs> and I say what happens to, and I will say like, um, Corbettium will be my element. And Corbettium has 100 protons and 100 neutrons. So my tile will be 100 at the bottom and 200 at the top. Right. And then I say, what will happen to it if it emits alpha? So what will happen to those numbers? Okay. So if it's emitting alpha radiation, that means it's emitting protons. Mm -hmm. No, you said you said two protons, two neutrons. Mm -hmm. Right. So so uh, the the big number, Mm -hmm. the mass will go down by four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the little number the atomic number mm-hmm. will only go down by two. Fantastic. Okay. And then I would normally say like, okay, and I'm going to call this element or whatever. Or I could give them an example and say like, okay, if I had sodium and the mass number is 23 and it emits alpha radiation, it's now going to be 19. And then it's going to, if it emits two electrons, it's going to go down to nine, which I think is fluorine off the top of my head. And I say, what atom does it become? So the equation for it will be, I'm going to use the, the example in the book, just, because that's what I've got on me. Okay. So radon, for example, radon has a mass of 219 um, and a atomic number of 86. And it's literally written radon with the big number at the top, little number at the bottom. And then you draw an arrow because it's decayed to form polonium, which has a mass number of 215 and an atomic number of 84 plus helium, HE4 over 2. So you've actually shown that it has emitted that bit of helium. So radon mm-hmm. is radioactive. Yes. And unstable. Yes. And it is ma- and it makes polonium and helium. Yeah. Polonium unstable. Unstable radioactive, right? Yeah. That's the that's the thing that killed um Litvinenko. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. So so, so that, that polonium then... will then break down yeah. something. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, okay. So I've got here carbon 14. So carbon 14 is an isotope of carbon 12. Uh-huh. Um, so this one's an example of it giving off beta radiation. Okay, so we've got 14, 6 carbon, 14 at the top, 6 at the bottom. It has decayed to become nitrogen with a 14 at the top and a, ma- and a proton number of 7. Because remember that neutron splits into a proton yeah. and an electron. So it's now no longer carbon, it's nitrogen because it's gained a proton. Okay, and then plus... E for electron with a minus one charge. When was that electron? Just zooms off and... Just, just exists in space. Just zooms off and, and uh, joins something or reacts with something, yeah. Cool. That actually makes perfect sense. It's a weird one, radiation, because it's one of those things in science that exists but is difficult to kind of picture or understand why it happens. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all really abstract. It, it is really abstract, but it's a bit like rotting food, isn't it? Like rotting food is bad for you. But you don't need to know why. <laughs> don't eat it and it smells bad. Well, yeah. Um, just there's no equation for gamma radiation. Why not? There's no equation for gamma radiation because it doesn't give off anything because it's a wave. It doesn't change. It doesn't decay yeah. the atom down into anything because it's a wave. So it's not a particle. No particles are moving in mm. gamma radiation. So the really What is moving then? What is energy. it? It's packets of energy called photons. Oh, it's photons. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so quite often as well, that glowy light, yeah. that's the gamma. Um, so just really key takeaways. I would I would heavily suggest that you make sure you can do these equations. It's really difficult to do it in an audio medium. But the key thing to remember is if the mass has gone down by four, that's your helium. If the proton number has gone up by one, that's your beta. 
you said helium. I meant alpha. Yeah, yeah. if it goes down by four, that's your alpha because alpha particles are two protons, two electrons. Mm-hmm. If it goes down by two, still alpha. Still, if the yeah. proton number goes up, but the mass number doesn't change, that's your that's your beta that's radiation. That's your beta radiation. No change, gamma. Cool. All right. And uh, how are we making superheroes then? Ah, oh, really good question. So we're going to cover this later, but the reason why radiation is so bad is it damages cells, causes mutations to the DNA, which means that when you replace cells, they're mutated, which to you and I would be cancer. But to superheroes, wings. I'm afraid you're wrong, Mrs. Corbett. Superheroes are made in the classroom. Oh, that is true. Wow. Mm. Don't do me like that. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you later. Bye.